At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Play Wrangler Squares and celebrate their 75th anniversary with a free shot at a share of $75,000. Head to DraftKings.com slash Wrangler Squares now to get in on the action for football's biggest Sunday, Wrangler. For the ride of life, terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Here we go. Our buddy, Andy Jeff Seeley on the program now. Congratulations, pal. You called Tom Hoagie in this spot last week, but now the pressure's on. You got to follow it up. Come on, Jeff. Back to back. Back back to back. Let's see what we can do. Yeah, (laughs) We, we, we had a near miss with Zalatoris, right, the week before in the shootout, and I thought I was going to lose again in the shootout, but fortunately uh, he's melted down a little bit late there and we're able to get the win with Hoagie. That was, that was good, but I'll tell you what, guys, this week the, the strength of this field is so strong that, I mean, there are some tremendous, tremendous values that uh, I'm excited to talk about here today. Okay, so – you think that there's a really good number available on Victor Hovland and maybe outside of a guy like John Rahm, you think that Hovland actually might be the best player in the world right now? Yeah, I do. And I, again, I, it, it, I don't know that 18 to one is a great number, but I think it's fair. Fair, yeah. Um, I, I mean, you can certainly argue he's the best player in the world. Obviously his last five tournaments, um, he's won three of them and he won Mayakoba in November, won the hero December, um, you know, he, he hasn't played badly at all. Just won in Dubai last week. Um, Greg's got number one in my model. No shock there. And, and it's just at, at 16, excuse me, 18 to one or so. I think, um, Hovland's a guy, you know, if you're going to bet somebody under 30 to one, um, he's, he's definitely the first place I would go. All right. I'm going to ask you about the three guys, uh, right there stacked together on the graphic, all three with the last name start with S how would you approach Jordan Spieth this week after he blew the lead uh, late at the uh, Pebble Beach? Xander Shoffley, who, Jeff, I, I no longer can bet Xander Shoffley to win. I think you just have to look at him in matchups unless his odds drift up around 25 to 1. This guy has, has got to prove he can win a, a full field event. And Scotty Scheffler, who I did bet this week, I know you did not bet, but Scotty Scheffler is trying to break through for his first PGA Tour win. Oh, I, I love Scotty. Also, I'll start with Scotty Scheffler. I love Scotty Scheffler, and I haven't bet him yet, Matt. But he's he's probably going to make my card before it's all said and done. Uh, I, I do like Scotty Scheffler a lot. Um, he's yes, I, I 100% agree with you there. I will more than likely be betting Scotty Scheffler. Um, actually, you know, Spieth and Spieth and Xander. Interestingly enough, 
both have played well decently here. Uh-huh. Um, one of the things I, I'll tell you guys I like, and I, I, I think they're sp- one of the sponsors of the show, is Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers started offering each way. And, and I, so to your point, Matt, I, I love Xander in an each way bet, right? Um, because, you know, that way, if you get, if you get some, uh, if he does win, you get some win equity on him, but you can, you know, you can still get it if he finishes fourth, fifth, whatever. But I agree with John Xander. I'm not going to, I'm not going to bet him to win until he wins. Um, Steve, you know, I, I, I like speed, but I, but frankly, like, I, 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 I I'm kind of crazy to me that speed is priced lower than like Kepka. I mean, Kepka's thirty to one. He's won here twice. I mean, um, I, I would I would probably take Sam Burns over Speed. I would take Kepka over Speed. Mm-hmm. The guy's priced around there. I would probably um, there's some other guys that I would take above Speed. But man, I'll tell you what, um, his ball striking was was the best I've seen in a long time this past week. So um, I, while I'm generally not a Speed guy, I think the, the trajectory is definitely trending up for him. And and well, he's you know a lot of people we root for him or root against him pretty hard. Um, you can't argue that he's 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 relevant. He's good for golf when he's playing well. Well, he runs a little hot both ways. Yes, I mean my God, yeah. watching watching yeah. him is a total trip the entire time. Let's follow the money here on Vsin, the Sports Betting Network. Jeff Seely, our guest. Okay, so then let's move our way down the board a little bit and start to look at guys like you know beyond thirty to one, stronger than that, actually higher than that, I should say. And you like Daniel Berger this week. I do, yeah. I, mean, I, I, you know, was going to play him last week. He, he withdrew with the back injury, and I think he's a tremendous play. With, you know, right in that Scotty Scheffler range at at, plus, at thirty-one to one. Um, again, if his back's healthy, you really got to keep an eye on that. But I think he's a really good value here, grading out fifth in my model, has a seventh and ninth and eleventh year. He's finished twentieth, fifth, and seventh in his last three tournaments, so his form's good. Um, the, when I when I ran this, I was looking at value. The first person who jumped off the page of me was, was Daniel Berger. So, again, concerned a little bit about the back, um, but I do like Daniel Berger. And then, you know, as we move down the board a little bit and start looking at some, some longer plays, uh, I, and you talk about a guy you can't win. I mean, Russell Henley is maybe, like, the best statistic, like, like model golfer who never wins. I mean, I think I've played him 87 million times on this show Grades out third in my model this week. He's fifty to one. He'll probably have three really strong rounds and blow it again. <laughs> but um, Russell Henley is a guy. Again, I'm gonna, I'm going to play small to win fifty to one, but I'm definitely going to play him um, top ten and top twenty will be will be big. Um, I like Seamus Power this week. Guy who started off white hot, fizzled out at Pebble Beach, but fifty five to one, you can get Seamus at this week. He hasn't played this event, but he's and he's. But it's not a particularly tough course, Matt. You played here. You mentioned that you know it's an, it's not that hard of a track. So I don't think power is going to have much an issue. Great done number two overall in my model with an elite combination of good iron play and putting. And guys, the guy a guy who I've played a bunch of times, talked about on the show a lot. But I think the number one value on the board by a decent margin is Harris English. I mean, he's sixty six to one. Harris English has been his third, ninth, and fifteenth, fifteenth and sixteenth year over the past ten years, and maybe it's the fact that he missed the cut here last time and keeping his price down. But he's a very good putter. He's a very strong long iron player, and we're talking about a guy who, in the past two years, has nine top tens, including two wins, at sixty-six to one. I, I love Harris English this week. Think he's the best value on the board. Wow! And, and by the way, same number as Tom Hoagie last week, where you nailed it at Pebble. 
okay, then let, let's go really here strong on a deep dive and a guy that's 100 to 1. Yeah, yeah Aaron Wise really has a, has a lot to like. And, and when I ran this, I, I think he's, um, you know, again, a good value. 100 to 1, obviously, is, is something else. You want to look at top 10, 20, top 20 markets on Aaron Wise, too. The, the, the rub against him here is his tournament history is strong. But aside from that, he grades out great. But Aaron Wise feels like he's been around forever. He's only 25 years old, but this is his, I think, we have fourth year on tour. So, um, grades out 10th in my model this week. Um, as I mentioned, he's only 25. Um, you know, when you look at this, he's finished 26 or better in four of his last five tournaments, including two top 10. So the form is good coming in. The ball striking's elite. Um, Aaron Wise is at 101, definitely worth a look. Uh, and, and for sure, a, a, a good top 20 play in that market. Yeah, we talked so much about outrights. Uh, a couple of matchups that you really like, Jeff? You know, I'm waiting on some more matches to come out, Matt, okay. but one, one I do like is, is Ricky Fowler. I think, um, uh-huh. it, you know, it, 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 <laughs> it's, it's interesting because um, he's always played well here. I, you know, he's missed two straight cuts, but we've seen glimpses from Ricky Fowler, um, <laughs> you know, over the past, so say, say 12 months or so. Um, and I played him against Siwoo Kim. Siwoo Kim grades out well, but he's almost the opposite of Ricky Fowler. Um, he grades out really well, but he has not played well here, primarily because he's not a good putter, and, and putting really does matter here. I got Ricky Fowler at, at, at plus 100, so basically even money. Um, so that's that's the only matchup I've played so far. But I'll tell you, just given some of the outright pricing, like I can guarantee you I'm going to be playing Harris English, Aaron, Aaron Wise, and probably uh, Daniel Berger in matchups. It's interesting, uh, you guys, because Ricky Fowler is a guy you just hate to bet on uh, the yeah. odds to win. But his odds are starting to drift up so high that you're thinking, okay, uh, he was in the PGA last year when, when he actually played well. He was around 100-1 to 1 here at Circa. Yeah. At, uh, but he's, he's at 80 Tor- this week, didn't he? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. At Torrey Pines a couple of weeks ago, he was 200-1, to 1, and he was out yeah. at six under par. You're like, wow, could this be the week, Ricky? F-? And then he didn't even make the cut. <laughs> and it's funny it's funny matt you look at the, the prices like i mean at what at what point in time did you think luke list and max homa would be priced lower than ricky fowler right sure. i mean it's crazy but that's that's where we're at it's the world. heck tom hoagie is priced lower than ricky fowler like that's the world we live in right now and, and i don't know man with his elite course history um you know ricky's worth a look i mean i mentioned max homa max homa's worth a look at 70 to 1 there's so many guys at good prices because of the strength of the field. I mean, I could get behind Luke List again at a top 20. I mean, there's just so many guys. It's going to be really interesting, and I think it's going to provide tremendous value um, in the live betting market. I, I'm really excited to. Like I mentioned, I'm going to the event on Thursday, so if anybody's going out there, let me know. Um, but I'm really excited to watch it. <laughs> That's very cool. Yeah, that... I wish we could go. I know, it's that... Super Bowl weekend. Yeah. We can't go down to Phoenix for our Luke List. A first-time winner two weeks ago just uh, devastated Jeff Seeley and I because I had Will Zalatoris as well. I was at the tournament and uh, walking around with Zalatoris' group and watched him choke it away. Tom Hoagie, a first-time winner la- last week. Hopefully, Scotty Scheffler, a first-time winner this week. So that's the reason why Indy Jeff is on today and not his typical Wednesday uh-huh. spot. He is flying out tomorrow to go to Phoenix and be at this golf tournament. If anybody I've ever met believes in moderation, it's you, so... Uh, <laughs> That'll be the case again in Phoenix, pal. Enjoy it, okay? Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Take care. Yep, there you go. Um, 
That's the best. I, I think it's fair to say the best event of the year for fans because you, has can, get, to be. you can get rowdy. It's, it's almost like a football game on Super Bowl weekend in Phoenix. How would you feel? Would you rather go to the Masters or the Phoenix Open? I'd rather go to the Masters. Uh, because of the, the yeah. stature of the event, I agree. But number two would have to be uh, Phoenix. I, I think as a fan, this is the one you would most look forward to, aside from like a major. Married on this for a couple of minutes. You, if, you, if work gave you the week off and said, go to the Phoenix Open, spend all four days there, watch the Super Bowl in Phoenix, how do you think you would feel on Monday, the day after the Super Bowl? At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests we are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. VSIN has a great new offer that can only be described with one word madness. You get VSIN all access to everything we do now through the College Basketball Championship on April 4th for only $29. Sign up now and get our daily best bet emails, 24 7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to vsin.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. This deal happens. Once a year, don't miss out. Visit vcin.com slash madness to sign up today. Okay, so a very common question we get when we're talking about a lot of these props, um, like which sports book? People might miss which sports book we're talking about. Where can you find it? I will say that it's difficult to explain where to find them because uh, a lot of these now do not come with rotation numbers. So we can't come on the air and say, you know, it's a common number among, you know, among every single sports book across the country. So you got to do some digging, some diving. And it's like the 12-step process to go there and click on this and then a sub-tab. And then you got to go to there. And just so, but if you shop around, you can find most of these props that we talk about at, you know, wherever you live, whichever jurisdiction you're in. And I would say this, though, because we've also gotten a lot of feedback this week. And it's been like, hey, I only have one app. I can't find it. 
And my my number one suggestion every single time, as you're going to hear from many people, is you need to have more than one app. I'm yeah, sorry. You, have to have, you, you must you, have more than one. Right. So there is a chance that if you only have one, then you're not going to be able to find some of these props that we talk about because they might not offer it. But the number one suggestion is you have to have as many apps as you possibly can. So s- start there. Now, having said that, I will specifically point out that the props that we're about to talk about are from the Westgate. So for those of you coming to Las Vegas this week for the Super Bowl, you can find them here. The Westgate is also located in Colorado, New Jersey, and Arizona. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they always do a tremendous job with the cross-board props, right? Yeah, I think the guys at the Superbook do a phenomenal job. Really going back 15 years, if you you think about uh, what they put up, NBA, golf, soccer, all sorts of cross-board props. The ones we're going to talk about here are college hoops. And they have completely fair limits. They'll take, you know, thousands on uh, almost every single one of their props. So we'll tie in some college basketball here to the big game. Matt, you're a big college basketball guy. I love the sport as well. And so all of these come with, like, most, you know, tournament wins for a team compared to something in the game. For example, what will have more? Gonzaga tournament wins versus Tyler Boyd receptions. And it's a pick em. I, I'd probably go with Gonzaga tournament wins. You know, when you're projecting wins at this point for these uh, these top teams in the NCAA tournament, it's a little bit tricky because you can't see the bracket. Right. You don't know the matchup, so it's just blind guessing, really, how many games is Gonzaga going to win. Well, I, I think it's always fair when you're talking about teams like Gonzaga, Duke, Arizona, whatever those top teams that they're going to win at least two and get to the Sweet 16. You can kind of assume two. After that, you just don't know what the matchups are going to be. So I I I tend to play it on the conservative side and say, okay, if if something goes wrong, Gonzaga's worst-case scenario is probably going to be three wins. Right. How many receptions do you project for, for Tyler Boyd? So going back... The number of catches for Boyd against KC, he had four. Two against Tennessee, four against the Raiders, four against the Chiefs, three against Baltimore. Uh-huh. Five before that, then four, then five, then two. It's, you know, his number is going to be around three and a half for the game. So the thought is, will Gonzaga get to the final four? If they get to the final four, you're going to have a good chance of winning that bet. Yeah. But if Tyler Boyd gets to five catches, gets to four, if he even gets to four, right. that means Gonzaga's got to get to the national title game. Right, for you to win the bet. Right. So my early thought was Gonzaga, but the more you look at it, I think Tyler Boyd might be the guy to go with. Yeah. What if Gonzaga's in the same bracket with Arizona or Duke? Very, very possible. And that's the tricky part, right? And the thing about Gonzaga I don't like when you project out, you and I were talking about this before the show today, the Zags go two and a half months without playing elite competition. I think that really hurts them. When they get out of the West Coast Conference and all of a sudden you get into March, and you, you got to face teams from the Big 12, yep. uh, SEC, Big 10, who have been going through the beat grinder every night for the last two months. Those teams are, are more ready, you would think, for March in that level of competition than the Zags, who have been playing mostly. And I, I think the West Coast Conference is down. We had high hopes for it before the season. San Francisco has been a little bit disappointing. Uh, St. Mary's, probably a little bit above average team. BYU has gone downhill fast. Uh, the Zags... You know, the more you talk about it and we analyze it, I would not make that bet. No, I don't think I would either. Uh, how about this again? Right in your wheelhouse. What well, we'll have more. Purdue tournament wins 
plus a half versus Joe Mixon first rush attempt. Again, that's another team. Like, give me right now. Name the number of wins Purdue's going to have in March Madness. I'll say at least two. Purdue would be a, it would be a epic failure if Purdue doesn't win at least two to get to the Sweet 16. I lean Purdue on this bet because you said plus, plus a half. Plus a half. That's the key. And the, and the first rush by Joe Mixon, he might get stonewalled at the line for no game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually think Purdue's probably a decent bet in that one. Now, we know Purdue's luck in March is uh, usually bad. Yes, it is. That, that's a thing, right? <laughs> right. No, so because if, if Mixon goes for three, you're like, oh, boy, now what? I mean, in reality, Purdue should win at least three tournament games and maybe four. And Jay Billis has been consistent. Really, for the last two months, saying Purdue's his number one team. Yeah. And he said at the end of this, he thinks Purdue's going to be the number one team. I'm skeptical. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, uh, so, I think rightfully so. But <clears throat> the whole key is, I mean, you're going to be holding your breath if you bet that on Mixon's first rush attempt. And the, and the Rams are going to be tough to run on here. No, it's no not question. like the Bengals have a great offensive line. I, I would lean Purdue on that bet just because I think Joe Mixon's first rush is probably going to be zero, one, or two yards. Okay, and then you got Purdue plus a half, right? Uh, yeah, 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 you uh, do. I lean that way. How about this one? What will be more? Auburn tournament wins minus a half versus Van Jefferson receptions. He's plus a half, and it's uh, minus 110 each way. Jefferson receptions going back. Two, two, one, two, four, one, two, two. Then he had a six game, six catch game against Jacksonville. I'd have to lean Auburn on that one. Auburn's talent is off the charts. Uh, they are really freaking good. Uh, probably got the number one overall pick in the draft in Jamari Smith. But, you know, we just talked about this. Auburn went on the road in the SEC and nearly lost to two of the worst teams in the league, Missouri and Georgia. And tonight is going to be on the road at Arkansas. I still think maybe uh, by the time we get to the tournament, Auburn's not going to be the number one overall seed because in that conference they're going to lose some games. Tigers are going to lose some games. And I still, uh, Mitch, I rate Kentucky right now better than Auburn. And some people say, how could you do that? Auburn's number one. They've won 18 games in a row. I'll tell you why. Because when I watched Kentucky play Auburn the first time, the Wildcats led by nine on the road before Ty Ty Washington went down with an injury. If he doesn't go down, Kentucky wins that game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were totally outclassed in the second half, but that's a huge injury. And I will say that... uh, I could be wrong on this, but I'm starting to believe that Kentucky's A game is better than any other team's A game in the country. They have everything. Yeah. My top two power-rated teams right now are Duke and Kentucky. Are they? Yeah. 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 Uh, and we'll get into one more here. Well, there's plenty more to get into, which we will coming up, but one more for this segment. What will be more, Matt? Arizona tournament wins plus a half versus Matthew Stafford TD plus INTs minus a half. Yeah, so I'll, I'll go Stafford like two TDs, one interception. Okay, that's, that's, fair. that's fair. Three. Think, yeah. I'm going to Arizona on this bet. And uh, the reason why is Arizona is going to be such a tough matchup for so many teams. If you watched them last night, they fell behind 16-3, to still roared back to win the game, led by 26 late. How many teams in college basketball? Purdue might be one, might be a couple others, not many. They can match up with Tubelis, Coloco, and Bala on the front line. Those guys go 6'11", 7'1", and 7'0". Scary. They got good guards who can shoot it. Uh, I have to go with Arizona. I think on on that <clears throat> entire cross sport list with those college teams that you have on that chart, I think Arizona would probably be my best bet. Okay, there, there. We're going to get to one more coming up that I think would be my best bet, and some of the teams involved 
uh, with these cross-port parlays with the Super Bowl and March Madness. Baylor, Kentucky, Villanova, and Indiana mm. came out of the Big Ten. And I think I have uh, some interest there in their prop bet. And again, those props are available at the Westgate, Nevada, Colorado, New Jersey, and Arizona. And uh, were you there last Thursday night? When they open up the props at seven? I was not. I've been at the Westgate. I was talking to Jay Cornegay yesterday. I said I've been at the Westgate every Thursday night when they open props for the last 15 years. And last Thursday night, I could not go. I went over there Friday to pick up the prop books. I could spend all weekend kind of analyzing them. But, um, you know, I think it's a little bit different, Mitch. The prop market's different now oh, yeah. because it yep. used to be Thursday night, the Westgate rolled everything out, and then it, the rest of the market followed the Westgate. They set pretty much set the market for the props. Now, this year, you were starting to see props rolled out by DraftKings and other books on Sunday night, on Monday, on Tuesday. So it's not like the Westgate has the exclusive grand opening for the props. But you still have plenty of sharp players over there on that Thursday. Yep. Okay, so more of these to get into. Up next, uh, okay. Again, how many tournament wins will Indiana have? It's up against something that is minus 190 to actually happen in the Super Bowl. I'll tell you why I like it. Coming up next. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. <clears throat> Excuse me, there are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh. And now, Washington, D.C., subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we'll continue here with some more cross-sport props. Tied in the Super Bowl with some uh, college basketball bets, um, like tournament wins. Here's another one. Baylor tournament wins minus a half versus Bengals touchdowns. So you get Bengals touchdowns plus a half. So... You, you think that you're going to get at least two touchdowns, right, from the Bengals? Yeah, I was thinking two. If you're lucky, you get three, right? But if you make the bet, you have to count on two. Sure. So if you get two touchdowns from the Bengals, how confident are you that you'll win that plus a half? Baylor would need three tournament wins to beat you. Uh, I go back and forth on this Baylor team. You know what? <clears throat> I thought it was completely ridiculous about, I want to say, three weeks ago on a Saturday morning, ESPN put up a graphic on the pregame show, I, I rarely watch the pregame shows, but it was in the morning, and say, who would you take, Baylor or the rest of the field? Oh, no. Oh, yes. That was a legit question that they debated on a college basketball pregame show about three weeks ago. <sighs> okay, I'll get that price right now. I'm sure Circa has that up right, right as we speak. Right, the yes-no on Baylor to win the right. national title. And Baylor, to be fair, has had some injuries and has not been at full strength, but has lost a few games recently and has not looked that good and just got blown out at Kansas. But L.J. Cryer, top three-point shooter, was out for that game, and that lopsided yeah. loss was 83-59 to at Kansas over the weekend. I still think Baylor is a legit top-10 team, but it's closer to 10 than number one. At that point, Baylor was number one. It's minus twenty-one dollars. Mm. You get I'll, the, I'll take the field, Mitch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would gladly take the field <laughs> in that question. I would have taken the field three weeks ago, without question. And <clears throat> obviously, that uh, graphic or that that topic was not put up by somebody who's uh, uh, sharp when it comes to betting, betting aspect of the sport. But 
Uh, let's, Baylor's got the talent to win uh, enough games to get to the Elite Eight. I don't think it's a Final Four team. It's not last year's Baylor team. No, no. Uh, but Still very uh, good, but... I, I think it's fair to project three wins for Baylor. And again, when we're talking about this, it's kind of tricky to even do it because you're not, you don't see the bracket. You don't see the potential matchups. You're just kind of guessing <clears throat> how many tournament games these teams can win. But Baylor's got the talent. Uh, I, I think it's fair to estimate uh, three wins. Yep. Okay, so what will be more? Kentucky tournament wins minus a half versus Joe Burrow touchdowns and INTs plus a half. Again, you're probably going to get around three with Burrow. That's what the expectations kind of are. Two to three. Combined touchdowns and INTs. Yeah, and there's, you know, you could easily get four, too. And, and plus, you're getting a plus a half, so you could, yep. you could be looking at four and a half on the Burrow side there. Oh, but, but, and trust me on this. When I say that uh, Kentucky's A game might be better than any teams in the country, that's my opinion. That, that doesn't mean they're going to go to the Final Four. Because we don't know the draw. They it could, could be a very difficult draw. You don't remember the year Wichita State was number one and drew Kentucky in the second round? Oh, yes, of course. I'll <laughs> never forget that. Paul Stone, by the way, texted in to me and said, uh, you and Mitch have Kentucky nailed, in my opinion. That's one of the top two or three teams in the nation without question. And uh, he also said he, he agrees with uh, my opinion on Duke. has got perhaps the highest ceiling of any team in the tournament. A ton of talent. I think this Duke team is loaded. Oh, they are loaded. Yeah, despite last night's loss, don't worry about that. That'll be forgotten. Before you know it, Duke's going to be a favorite in every game the rest of the way until we get to March because it's only going to face yeah. ACC competition. No, I mean. Um, I, I love this Kentucky team, and obviously the Wildcats did not look good on opening night and uh, a little bit discouraged by the way they looked then. But, you know, let's face it, opening night doesn't mean much. When you get down to it, when you get at this point in the season, nobody even remembers how bad Kentucky looked in that that first game. But John Calipari is one of those guys I like to bet on in the big picture because you know he's going to get his team to improve. Well, that's that's automatic with him. And this is a typical Coach Cal team, right, where they do struggle a little bit out of the gates in November, maybe a little early December. But come February and March, they're always playing like this, the way it seems. Um, Last year. An exception. Yeah, 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 for sure. But, but they didn't have any shooters. This team's got everything it needs, especially when you added Oscar to Schwebe. I mean, geez, the guy's a rebounding machine. He goes out every night, and you can count on almost 20 and 15. Crazy. Really is. Now we learned last night that uh, this Sharp kid, I think his name is Shaden Sharp. Shaden Sharp. He was supposed to come back. And, yeah, so Calipari and the family agreed that he's not going to play this year. And he's like a top 10 pick eventually, the way it seems. Uh, more ton- uh, what's going to have more? Villanova tournament wins minus a half or Rams first half touchdowns? How high are you on Villanova this year? Not high. Even though I love Colin Gillespie and he's uh, one of my favorite players in college basketball. And I like to bet on experienced guards. And he's the, the most experienced guard out there, really. Villanova just doesn't have the interior toughness to get that far. If the guards are running hot and cold, they're not going to get far. And we just saw that. Villanova just got swept by Marquette. Uh, so I could see Villanova getting knocked out of the tournament early. Yep. I could see it. I, I think Villanova, you, you really can't count on more than two tournament wins. Okay, so I think this might be the cross-port prop, again, available at the Westgate that I like the most. It's what we'll have more. Indiana tournament wins, which is a pick. Mm-hmm. It's plus 110 versus Cooper Cup touchdowns minus 130. Oh, well. I'm looking right now at the uh, bracket matrix. All of these people who do the bracketology, there's like 100 plus on there. So the average 
seed right now for Indiana comes out to seven. But they are on that line for seven or eight. So as of right now, they'd be in a 7-10 or an 8-9 matchup. Well, don't make the bet until you see the result of tonight's game. Yeah, okay. Yeah. If the Hoosiers lose at Northwestern tonight, they're, they're in the 8-9 game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so Cooper Cup is $1.90 in that range to score a touchdown in the game. He's minus 130. Uh, I'd so, like to bet Indiana. I'd, I'd like you. I'd like to bet Indiana on that one. But I really... I don't think this team has a lot of upside because no, Trace Jackson Davis has not been playing well, and yep. he, he he commits a lot of dumb fouls. And when he goes out of the game, Indiana's got real problems. You just saw the Hoosiers get blown out in their home court by Illinois over the weekend. Uh, but the thing is, Cooper Cup, what's he get? He can't even guarantee he's going to have one touchdown pass catch in this game, right? So no, I mean, well, I, that's what I said. I like to bet Indiana on that prop, but I don't. know. I'm not real optimistic about Indiana even getting a tournament win at this point if you're stuck in that 8-9 seed game. Yeah, and here's the thing. it's This is why I like Cooper Cup, actually, because it's a pick. He's not laying a half. So the thought is, again, he's a favorite to score. Well, let's say it's the NFC title game. If he scores twice, mm-hmm. Indiana's got to, which is possible, Indiana's got to win three tournament games to beat you? <laughs> It's not, it's not going to happen. I, I, can't, I can't imagine a scenario where that happens. Again, well, it's craziness in March Madness, and it does happen every single year, but I, I like my chances with Cup at that point. I guess so. It also seems like it's kind of crazy to bet on a guy to have two touchdown catches. Oh, no, no, I know. I know. <clears throat> but I would also, I think but I I'm think gonna, he's, he's a decent bet to get one, yeah. Yeah. And I got to tell you, even if he gets zero, it's no showing that Indiana's going to win a game in the tournament. Very true. And again, we have no idea who they're going to face in that 7-10 or 8-9 matchup. You know who it would be right now, and even if they're going to land at seven, eight, or a nine or a ten seed, but uh, boy, oh boy, that one to me, I, I do like that one. And again, your favorite one was Arizona tournament wins plus a half versus Matthew Stafford touchdowns and ints. Yeah, I'm going to give Stafford a total of uh, three TDs and ints. I, I really believe Arizona's a Final Four team. It's just when you got six eleven, seven foot, and seven one on the front line. That's a major matchup problem for every other team out there. Mm-hmm. And you got guards who can shoot the ball. And Tommy Lloyd, the former Gonzaga assistant of Mark Fuse, just a really sharp head coach. You know, we were talking about how uninspired we were by the NFL head coaching hires. Tommy Lloyd was the best hire by a big-time program in college hoops this last offseason. He's, he's going to have Arizona – Elite in college basketball for many years to come. Well, who saw this coming? What was their conference win total before it was taken down here in town? Was it like 11? Yeah, you and I talked about that before the season. I thought it was 10 and a half or 11. 10 and a half or 11, yeah. something like that? And where, where did they open up on the future board to win the whole thing? Well, I thought it was around 80 to 1, something like that. I, I got Arizona at 40 to 1 and 30 to 1. But I waited a little bit too long. I bet that in late November, early December. That's still, I mean, what are they now? 9, 10 to 1? Right. Okay, well then, thirty or forty to one is still a good ticket to have. Yeah, that's good. But I should have pulled the trigger sooner and got fifty or sixty to one. Yeah, but uh, where, where, <laughs> where where were you at with Arizona before the season started? Like your power rating? No, on this I, team. I think I had them power rated like thirty fifth or fortieth or something like that. But when I watched Arizona play three games, I was like, oh wow, I I definitely underestimated this team, especially when you see the size on the front line and that those guys can play. Yep. You know, when you look at the roster and you see the size, you don't know. Oh, uh, maybe that guy's a stiff and he's not going to contribute. All three guys, 6'11", 7 foot, and 7 one, they can all play. Yep. Yeah. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The email is uh, ftm at vsin.com, ftm for follow the money at vsin.com. 
on Twitter at VSIN Live at Mitch Moss Radio at Matt Humans 24 7. Up next, uh, Matt's on a bunch of Joe Burrow props for the big game coming up on Sunday. And you're going to hear from a Ram star player on why he thinks Joe Burrow is so cool and why he doesn't rattle. That's coming up here on Follow the Money. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. You can join our own Stormy Bonatoni on Friday at 6 p.m. for the Big Game Betting and Beers event at the South Point Casino right here in Las Vegas. Stormy's going to be joined by our guys in the desert, Chris Andrews, Jimmy Vaccaro, and Vinny Maiulo for a fun and informative look at betting this year's Big Game and stories from behind the book. About all of the uh, action these legends have seen over the years, the event is free for everyone over 21, so stop by the South Point on Friday at 6 p.m. for specials on Budweiser, purchase signed copies of Chris Andrews' books, and learn from these bookmaking experts. Always a cool event over there, Matt, on uh, the Friday before the Super Bowl. Oh, no question. Usually it's uh, Brent Musburger involved in this. Yep. Looks like he's not going to be there this time. But still, you got Jimmy V, uh, Vincent, Vinny, and Chris Andrews with uh, Stormy. So it's going to be a good time out there. Plus, you get good deals on Budweiser. Okay, so... Tell us again about the props. And we're, we're going to run all of these down in pocket plays that we have coming up in about an hour here on the program. But you have recently added some uh, Joe Burrow props to your po- portfolio for the Super Bowl. Which ones do you like? By the way, I was going to ask you, how many props do you typically bet uh, by the time the Super Bowl kicks off? I always say I bet between 10 and 15. I think the most I've ever bet is around 20 in the Super Bowl. But I think 10 to 15 is a fair number for me on average. I go, I'm probably going to have this year up closer to 30. And I typically get, get involved with about 20 to 30. Well, maybe not as high as 30, but around 20, 25 in that range. Okay. Yeah. I know you love props. You love futures and you love props. Nobody scours those boards closer than you do. Well, to me, by the way, like, <clears throat> I don't, I think the Rams, okay, so, like, this is for, you know, point spread weekly and 
I think you said this on your show yesterday, you're going to be asked to do like several predictions for various publications. And mm-hmm. So you have to have the same score and the same winner every single time. Like I can't right. tell point spread weekly, give me 24-16 Rams. And then if I was in the RJ, hey, by the way, I like the Rams 37-10. I mean, you got, <laughs> right? So it's going to be the same score in every single prediction. Right. Like um, I have 24-16 Rams, uh-huh. but I don't love the Rams. Like That's a one-score game. I can see them easily winning by a field goal or even the Bengals pulling out a close game. I don't love the side in this game, uh, so I won't even bet the side. I will probably get involved with the total because I'm hoping it goes up, so I want to bet some I want to bet some on the under and I want to bet some alt totals on that. But to me, this is always it's usually it's eight out of ten times where I find the props to be the best way to approach the game. Rarely do I have an opinion on the side or the total of the Super mm-hmm. Bowl. Well, you have an opinion, just not a strong opinion. Uh, yeah, I, I, let me let me say, let me rephrase. An opinion worth going to the counter on the app and saying, "Here you go. Here's thousands on this whatever." Well, I know exactly what you mean because I, I feel the same way about this game too. And I think my score prediction is going to be Rams twenty four twenty one. Okay. Yeah. I told JVT I wouldn't lay anything more than three with the Rams in this game. I, I kind of feel like the experience advantage is on their side. A lot of things are on their side. And then when you you check the boxes. Where do the Rams have the edge? Where do the Bengals have the edge? Almost all the check marks are on the Rams side, except then you get down to Joe Burrow, check for the Bengals. I know, I know. <laughs> Evan McPherson, check for the Bengals. That's right. That's yep. about it. Uh, but I, I got Rams 24-21 is what I think I'm going to go with. Now, I did bet uh, a little bit, not a big bet, Bengals plus 4.5, and, and I bet Joe Burrow to be MVP at plus 250. I don't want to bet the Bengals on the money line at plus 170 because if the Bengals win the game – Joe Burrow is probably going to be MVP. Uh, it's hard for me to envision a scenario where the Bengals win the game and Burrow's not the MVP. I, I, the only, I mean, if it's going to be an offensive player, the only guy I could see is Joe Mixon, and Joe Mixon's not exactly. He's not going to run wild lately. against this Rams defense. That's the thing, right? Like he has to have a game where right. Joe Mixon's going to have to rush, and I'll be conservative here. He has to rush for like 80 yards and score a touchdown. And have like eight catches for 75 yards and another touchdown. It's it's going to be that balance, and it's going to be okay. Well. Burrow only had 260, but look at what Mixon did combined, and you know that's 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 why he's like 40 or 45 to one to win the MVP. Right, and quarterbacks usually get the benefit of the doubt oh, anyway yes. in the voting. And uh, so when I envision this game, let's say the Bengals pull off the upset, I have a hard time envisioning any player but Burrow being the MVP. So if you're going to bet the Bengals, why would you take the plus 170? Bet Burrow to be MVP at plus 250. Uh, but the yep. Bengals plus four and a half, Burrow to be MVP at five to two odds plus two fifty. I've I've got not big bets on those, but I did I didn't play those. I played the Rams <clears throat> score or punt first at punt minus one ten. The Bengals a score or punt first punt minus one forty. Uh, like you, I think this game's going to start slowly and pick up as it goes on. And you got two first time Super Bowl quarterbacks here and uh, two young coaches. Sean McVay just turned thirty six, by the way. No. Uh, yeah, late January. Wait. Late January, he turned 36 years old. McVay's 36. Yeah. Okay, I definitely would have lost a bet on that. <laughs> so he was 32 when he got the Rams' job. Now he's 36 in his second Why do Super I not Bowl. remember that? I thought he was like 35 or 37 or something like that when he got the job. Right. 32. Oh, my. About that. Wow. JVT's age when he became a head coach in the NFL. Um so I think it's going to be a rather conservative play calling to start. They're not going to cut it loose. I'm going to bet on each team to pump before score. And the best, <coughs> excuse me, the best price 
on the Bengals to punt before scoring is minus 140 at the South Point right now. Talked about Evan McPherson, team to make the longest field goal. I have to go with the Bengals at minus 120. I like that as well. You got a lot more confidence in McPherson than you do in Gay, the Rams kicker, right? Yeah, no doubt about it. And especially with the way, again, Gay going, this goes back now a couple of weeks, could be much better than that right now, but short from 47, never a good sign. And then when the coach comes out and says he has a hemi problem. So you like Burrow and a bunch of those. You like uh, over 11 and a half incompletions. You mentioned that over two and a half rushing yards. Bur- you're exactly right. The Rams check a lot of the boxes, right? What, what, who, which team has the edge? Then you get all the way down to Joe Burrow and you're like, yeah, okay, that's a major thing that they have going on right now. You got the quarterback and the kicker. Yeah, so he. this is what some of the opposing team, this is coming from the Rams side. Listen to Odell Beckham here talk about how cool Joe Burrow is. I think if you, you look up cool in the dictionary, there's a picture of him and some cardio shades. Um, this, this guy is smooth. Um, and truly as I, you know, I didn't, I was from afar and then getting to meet him, you know, championship time, going back and kind of just kicking it with him. Like you can't help, but like this guy, um, he, he's going to be one of the greats. I feel like, and I truly believe that. We'll say this about, um, Odell Beckham. I watched several of his sound bites and some of that press conference from yesterday. Mm-hmm. He came across as a pretty cool dude. A well-spoken guy. Came across very likable. Yeah, he did. Sometimes when you watch him. Oh, yes. And you see the diva act that a lot of wide receivers put on, they're unlikable. Yep. Uh, But when you hear him talk, he is likable. By the way, he is a little bit biased. One of the reasons he likes Joe Burrow so much is they both went to LSU. No question. No doubt. But uh, like you said, I played Joe Burrow incompletions over 11.5, pass attempts over 36.5. And you can call these square opinions if you want. I don't care because I, th- I think the betting public is going to play a lot of Joe Burrow overs and yeses. Uh, rushing yards by Burrow over 11.5. Rushing attempts by Burrow over 2.5. And, and passing yards over 277.5. And, and, you know, I don't think it's strictly, it's definitely not strictly a, a statistical breakdown when I'm playing over these because I went through the past five games, including the three in the postseason. Burrow averaged 38.8 pass attempts. 10.4 incompletions, 300, uh, 362.6 passing yards, 9.8 rushing yards, and 3.2 rush attempts. What those numbers can't tell you is that in a game like this, if the Bengals can't run the ball effectively against the Rams, Joe Burrow is going to have to shoulder a lot of the responsibility for this offense. He's going to have to do even more, win or lose. I think he's going to have to put the ball in the air a lot, and he's going to have to try to do a lot for this offense. And when he's trying to escape pressure from that Rams yep. defensive front, like he did against the Chiefs, everybody talks about, well, Burrow was sacked nine times by the Titans. He was, but he was only sacked twice by the Raiders and once by the Chiefs. And a big reason was he was able to escape pressure, get outside the pocket, and he ran five times for 25 yards against the Chiefs. I think he's going to have to have that type of game against uh, the Rams as well. Trying to squeeze this in as well from Sean McVay yesterday on what he learned in the Super Bowl loss to the Patriots. I think what you do to get over it is you look at yourself in the mirror, you take accountability, and then you keep it moving. Uh, you know, I, I think as a competitor, you have to be able to handle those tough moments, and uh, I'll never run away from the fact that I didn't do a good enough job for our team, um, you know, within what I feel like, you know, my role and responsibility is to these guys. 
I think you say, okay, if you had it differently, you know, what are the things that you learn as far as the decision making, the adjustability, the ability to be totally in the moment during the game and be able to make those adjustments quicker um, than what we were able to do and, and how you approach the two weeks of preparation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you this. In the 2018 regular season, the Rams averaged 32.9 points per game. They averaged 28 in two playoff games. They got to that Super Bowl with Jared Goff against Bill Belichick, and they were held to three points, 13-3. to three. I do think Sean McVay is a much better coach than he was three years ago, and Stafford gives him a better chance uh, to win this game, obviously. You wonder how many Super Bowls is Sean McVay going to make it to if he's 36 years old now. Yeah, right. Up next, Jonathan uh, Von Tobel on the program. We'll talk some NBA and a really juicy cross-sport prop is available featuring Matthew Stafford versus James Harden. He'll tell you which side he likes in that bet coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.